there, and welcome to In My Words, Jumo's podcast series that brings the experiences of real patients directly to you. At Jumo, we provide resources for children and families to understand, manage, and own their health. Sign up for free at jumohealth.com. So we're here with Marcelo Fajira. Is that good pronunciation? That's perfect. <laughs> and Marcelo is our art director from Brazil who leads a team of artists that create all of our comic books and then some for us. So today we're going to sit down and talk about you and the work that you do and kind of your history working here with us at Jumo. So why don't you give us a little background about who you are, what you do, and how you got into artistry? Okay. Well, let's go first with the background between me and Jumo. I've been working with Jumo for the last five years. First as a freelance artist, making uh, pencil work for the comic books. The pencil stage, I worked mainly with that. And then a couple of years ago, I was contacted by Kate from Jumo with this proposal for me to put together the books in, in their entirety. The art part, of course, not the script. From pencil to colors. So I obviously accepted the offer. First, I was very honored with the offer, I have to say, because Jumo has worked with many artists through the years. And for some reason, she picked me to make this great offer. I was very flattered, very honored. Said yes, of course. And so for some of our listeners that don't know what inkers and colorers are, why don't you give us a little bit of comic book 101? Good question. Yeah. Well, comic books are made basically of three steps. The art stage... Penciling, that's kind of obvious. We just do the drawings, the fancy drawings. And the ink stage is putting the black lines over the pencil drawings. You have to have the black lines. And we say inks because traditionally it was inked by hand using the, the quill or the pen. But eventually it now has evolved to even digital inks. And of course the coloring stage. And there you go. You have a page assembled with three stages. In most cases, three professionals, each professional for each stage. Then comic books get lettered with the word balloons and stuff. Word bubbles? Word bubbles. So does someone write those letters in or is it more like a traditional font on the computer? Yeah, traditional font on the computer. Okay. We have an assistant for that, very good guy. And basically that's the process of putting a comic book together. So how many comic books do you think you've created with your team for Jumo? At well, this point. <laughs> I lost count. I, lo I really lost count. Many dozens in these last two years. The previous stage, like I said, when I worked as a freelancer. But now with my team, wow, dozens of books. You know, that's a good question. I never, never counted. I should count those. Yeah. Yeah, I should. Definitely. I'll tell you later. We did some fact checking and the final count is in the hundreds. So tell us a little bit more about your backstory. And where you're from, so you're from Sao Paulo, outside of Sao Paulo, and about your life there, growing up there, and how you knew that you wanted to be an artist when you grew up, so to speak. Well, yeah, I was born outside of Sao Paulo, and I, I always knew I wanted to do this. I, I always knew, uh, since I was, uh, what, five or six years old, yeah, I, I already read comic books. After I read each one of them, I sat down with them and then tried to copy the drawings. Wow. Yeah, ever since that age. And I knew I wanted to do, actually, more specifically, not just be an illustrator, but a comic book artist. And I'm talking about early 80s, 
And that was very unreal for a person who lived where I live. These days, it's very common that, well, I work for the American comic book industry. These days, it's a no-brainer that you will find people from all around the world working for the industry. But back then, it was like science fiction. I remember telling my parents, and they're giving me the typical answer. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, good, kid. Now go sit over there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, sure, yeah, right. I don't know what they thought about this, but that's the answer I, I got, of course. Maybe they thought I was joking or I don't know. But I was very serious about it. After many years, I actually did it and I'm so happy, you know. Yeah. So how did you get into it? What was the first step you took to be a, a real comic book artist? Yeah, well, first it began with me becoming an art teacher many years ago. Almost two decades ago, okay. <laughs> I was a kid. I was a kid. I was 19. I was 19. I said, okay, so what should I do with my life now? I finished high school. I said, what, I, what do I do? Because I want to be an artist, but how do I start? So I thought, what can I do better than most people my age can do? I said, I'm going to teach other kids. I started giving art classes. I started as an illustrator too, illustrating uh, storybooks, that sort of thing. And the actual comic book work started in 2010, eight years ago, more or less. When I came for the first time to the New York Comic Con, the usual thing, you come with your portfolio, show it around, and uh, well, that's when I started as wow. a comic book artist, yeah. And Marcelo is here today in New York at our office because he's visiting the 2018 Comic Con. I'm looking at his Walking Dead pass hanging from the lanyard around his neck, and I'm super <laughs> jealous because I love The Walking Dead. That's amazing. So when you were a kid and you were recreating all these comic books that you were reading, what was your favorite? My favorite back then? Yeah. Oh, my favorite? Oh, Batman. Batman? Yeah. Always. Still is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my favorite. It's a good one. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. So working for Jumo, tell us about the different kinds of projects that you've been involved with and the different types of books and how those have evolved over the years. So people that don't know us might not realize that we used to be called Medikids. We have five larger-than-life superheroes who are each experts in their own respective parts of the body, and they educate kids about what's going on inside their body if they have a chronic condition or a rare disease or any sort of illness. They take them up into a planet called Mediland that works and functions just like the human body, and they can go in and actually see these things happening on a cellular level. So you've seen them when they were the old retro Medi kids, read everything, super tight, mm -hmm. lycra outfits, <laughs> different names even, and they've evolved a bit over the years, and you and your team have been involved in that evolution of how they look. Yeah, the latest evolution of the characters, we were really deeply involved with that. The designs turned out really great. I love the way they are now. But yeah, I, I started back when they had the uh, old uniforms, the red ones. But yeah, I've, I've done a lot of, like you said, these educational material that Jumo puts out. I've done a lot. It's been really educational even for us. We end up learning. My work is, is great because it involves that kind of thing. I end up learning about stuff that I didn't know before because I have to illustrate about many different subjects. Yeah, from uh, medicine to engineering to, you know, and I'm, and I'm a curious person. I like to learn new stuff. Yeah. So you're basically a doctor now after working with oh, us. Oh, yeah, of course. I can't take care of anybody. <laughs> a pediatrician. Oh, my God. 
you know, well, if if you're talking my kids, I'm authorized, maybe. Yeah. And do your kids like comic books? They are starting because my oldest is uh, five. Okay. I have a boy and a, and a girl. The girl's three years old. I'm afraid because maybe this is too familiar to them. I, I don't see them too interested because at home, they have this around them all the time. Because my wife is also a comic book artist. Different type. She's a manga artist. But since they were born, they see this every day. So I'm afraid it's, it's too common. They're not very surprised by that. You know, I, I talk to, to friends and colleagues of the industry. They tell me stories how their kids are amazed at what they do. So proud. Oh, my dad draws this. My dad writes that. I don't see my kid doing that. <laughs> have you drawn your kids as superheroes? Oh, my God. Maybe that would be a way this. to get them into I it. I still hold this to my family. I drew them once into a panel of a story I did the Back to the Future comic book. I drew them in one panel. It was really interesting. It came up really good. My wife enjoyed it a lot. I don't know if they enjoyed this too much, but it was funny. So what is it like to draw someone from a photo? So for all of our books, most of them at least, they are based on real kids and real families. So we always send you photos of these people. What is that like to draw someone and to portray their story? in a comic book that you're reading about their story and you know that this is happening to someone out there. What's that like? Well, in a practical sense, it's common and easy, but the fun is not there. The fun is we know we are drawing real people with real medical conditions and families are going through real situations. And this is the fun part because we know we're actually uh, helping real people. Helping to bring forth their stories, to show to other families that are going through similar situations, and like a support, a big support. Like, you're not alone. We know what you're going through. We're educating you too about this. And to be a part of this, is, we are proud of that, to show this, to help show this to the world. Of course, maybe this, this feeling that I have was increased a lot after I became a dad myself. Because I can relate to everybody in the situation, to the kids, to the parents. So that's an aspect of the job that is amazing. Yeah, and the comic books that you're producing are a way for these kids to actually tell their stories to others and have a voice yeah. in a way that other kids can actually understand and yeah. you know feel empowered by. So it really is. It's amazing to see these stories come to life on these pages in such a colorful and amazing way. Sure. Yeah. I love this part of the job. You know, it's a plus because it's not just a job. A job in a strict sense, okay, I'm performing a job, you're paying me for that. Okay, that's good. But when you have this big plus, it kind of even reminds you why you're doing what you're doing. Probably because comic books are more than just fun. They are very useful like for what you do, the educational part. It's a real powerful tool to speak to, to children and their families. It is. So one of the great things that we do is that we get to meet these real patients sometimes. We always either talk to them on the phone or sometimes we actually get to meet them in person. And it's those stories that are told through our products, whether it's a comic book or a video or a podcast like this. These kids are all very memorable and amazing for being willing to share their story with us and with the world. And so... One particularly amazing kid that we all met and that you 
got to meet through his story and in creating the book about him is Damon, who is the star of the Understanding Osteosarcoma book. For those of our listeners who haven't heard of Damon, not only was he the star of one of our books, but he was one of our favorite kids of all time. He was extremely special and made everyone around him laugh. A few of the Jumo team members had the pleasure of meeting Damon and his family in person, and even attended a Sarcoma Foundation event with him. I'll never forget there was someone giving a very heartwarming yet serious speech, and I saw my phone light up. It was Damon, who had started airdropping ridiculous funny memes to my phone. It was an inappropriate time to laugh, but we couldn't help it, especially as other people around the table started to see their phones light up. He had the power of lighting up the whole room and displayed courage and resilience throughout his battle with osteosarcoma. Unfortunately, Damon ultimately passed earlier this year, but his memory lives on, not only through the comic book in which he starred and shone, but also in the hearts of all of those who knew him. You did something very amazing for Damon that was super memorable for him and his family. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we were very touched by Damon's story, maybe because what we saw when we saw pictures of the family, even at the hospital, we always saw uh, a kid that was really strong. And not just strong, maybe uh, he didn't lose the joy of life, maybe you can say that. I don't know how conscious he was what he was fighting against, maybe very, and uh, that's, that's not under underestimate his perception of everything. But it was a, a very strong and hard situation. I, as an adult, maybe I wouldn't be so <laughs> powerful and joyful, you know, through, uh, you know, facing life as he was. So this, this is something the family has to be very proud of. And again, as a parent, that, of course, touched me very much because uh, I can feel the pain of the family. The pain that the parents carry is, is too strong. I've seen this in my own family, by the way. Yeah, we were very moved. And he was so passionate about Captain America and all his comic books, too. He was also a fan of comic books. So everything about his story was really unique and amazing. So we are very proud that we were somewhat, somehow part of that. And you guys sent him a big pencil drawing of him as Captain America, which yeah. I know is amazing. And his whole family loved it, and he loved it. So thank you guys so much for that. I know it really meant a lot to him. So switching gears a little bit, besides Damon's story, what's one other story that has stuck out to you or one of the guys back home? Or one of the titles? That's a good question. I... Oh, of course, it's Damon is a hard competition. No one can beat that story. No other so far, so far. But they're all f really fun to do because we, we do what we love to do, is, which is comic books and all these fancy animated cells and the Mediland. It's so fun. The concept is very good. It's hard to pick one because we, we try, we actually try to do with much love, dedication as we can each book. Also, you know, because we know who is going to use the end product, families and kids going through real life situations, real hard situations. So we put as much as we can on each one, and it's hard to, to handpick another, really. Well, it certainly shows the, the hard work and dedication that you guys put into them. So thank you for that. Our pleasure. So as you've seen, some of the books that you've done for us are on our website as digital comics is what we call them. And 
they are separated out, they are animated, and there's voiceover so that the stories are coming through your speakers. You can watch it on your mobile device, on your TV, on your laptop. So what's that like to see the comics that you've done on a screen? Oh, it's great. It's great. There's this aspect of the work we do for Jumo, which is really interesting. Good to mention that. Uh, All the books, the original art is layered, every comic book, because there is this digital thing going on. There are little animations going on at times. So we have, it's a special treatment we give to each one. They have to be layered, like the characters and the background and different, different layers. So you see them moving afterwards. I think it's here that they add effects, like the uh, augmented reality effects. Yeah, so we add augmented reality to these books too, which means that you can download our Jumo Health AR app on the Apple iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, and you can actually scan the pages of some of our books where you see a little AR icon and see more information pop right out of the book on your phone screen or your iPad screen. So that's a really cool way of engaging kids and providing an extra layer of interactivity into what was once just a reading experience. Yeah, yeah, it's a very nice feature that these books have. Our job is to hand you the art, hand you guys the art, prepared for this post-production thing. So it's a very specific process that we have to put together for Jumo for many books. That's very nice because made us learn new ways of doing the same thing, the things we are very familiar with through the years. We have to adapt to work for Jumo, but it's very good because we, we end up having to learn new things to incorporate into our traditional work. It's nice to see so many platforms, the same, the same story, same comic book that we do. I love it, especially the digital thing, yeah. Tell us about the discussion you're having tonight at Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. The theme is connecting professionals. And I was, yeah, I was invited because I'm not from the U.S., for this very reason that I'm from from outside the U.S. The guy who runs the panel invited me to speak about how it is to live so far and still be able to connect with the industry, work with the industry, you know, make my own network inside the industry and uh, have steady job, you know, be at least somewhat recognized for, for what I do. So he has an interest. Uh, the, the people who are going to attend the panel are supposed to be aspiring uh, artists. He wants to bring forth my perspective, which is a little different from people who are from the U.S. or live here in the U.S. And do you think that it is more difficult to be a comic book artist outside of the U.S. working with U.S. companies or now that there's video chat and phones and you can text someone at the drop of a hat not not too bad yeah that is a very good question because i haven't thought myself too much about that i'm thinking right now there are some difficulties yeah despite the fact that we yes we have the possibility of video chat online chat being present somewhat at all times it's still maybe a little more difficult maybe not for me because the language barrier, I don't have that, thankfully. But I know a few friends and colleagues who have that, and I see them struggle a little bit. A little bit. It's not something that will put them away. But uh, it's a little harder on them. So I have to come here once in a year. I think it's very important to meet people eye to eye. 
make new connections, meet new people. And you get to come to New York once sure, a year. And yeah, of course. Hang out in New York. Yes, uh, it's a great excuse to come to New York once a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Marcel. It was great speaking with you. And we love the work that you do. We're so happy that you're working here at Jumo. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Interested in hearing something special? or want us to help share your story, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time. The health information contained in this podcast is provided for educational purposes only and is not intended to replace discussions with a healthcare provider. In My Words is produced in New York City and distributed worldwide. In My Words, a Jumo production.